Welcome to Life Mastery for Women, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality with mind mastery, emotional management, and meditation. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I'm finding you believing that your life can change and improve and get better and that really you can have anything you want. If you are not in the empowered state of belief, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. We're going to talk about the state of believing. I think that it is more important for us to be in this state of belief when we want and we know that there's something in our life that we want to change. If there's something in your life right now that you want to change, you want better relationships, you want more money, you want a better career, you have to believe that you can have it. If at first, that is a step, that is a step one, if at first you do not believe that you can have a better job, have happiness, have a great relationship, have success in your life, I can guarantee you, you will never have it because you will block it at every turn. You will sabotage yourself at every single turn. And in that sabotage, you will not be able to create the life that you want. You will find every excuse for things not to work. You will energetically block your progress. Have you ever been in a place where you are wanting things to change and nothing is going your way and things just aren't moving? That is a surefire way to understand that, oh, you know what? I probably don't believe I deserve it. I probably am sabotaging my own success here. So what do we do? I'll tell you, there has been so many times where I have tried really hard to create a something to create a life, a relationship, more money, a better job, something. And I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying and putting, implementing all these strategies. I Google it, I look at things and I read things and I read articles and I watch videos and I, you know, see what other people are doing and I implement those strategies. I implement those strategies and weird, oddly enough, I still don't get, I'm still not, the relationship still isn't there. The, the business isn't growing. The, it's just not happening. And I get really frustrated. And so then I Google it some more and I look again and I read more stuff and I take an online course and I try to better myself and I try to change all these things only to find out that it doesn't matter the action that I take. It only matters what I believe. When I believe that I can have it, the action will find me. When I truly believe that what it is I'm searching for is within my reach, that it is right here within my grasp. That is when the action steps show themselves, the motivation becomes clear, and I just have to move along the path. I used to use this analogy from stage. We have a bike trail where I live in Traverse City, Michigan, and we have a trail that goes all the way up from you know the north in, in Leelanau, comes all the way down through Traverse City and goes around the bay. And it's just this beautiful trail and it's probably, I don't know, six, six or probably six feet wide. It's all paved. It's absolutely mostly flat. It's just gorgeous. It's very easy to ride, to walk, to rollerblade, to skate, whatever it is you're doing. It's very easy. So when I used to use this analogy and I'd say, 
you know, how many of you want something? How many of you are struggling with a problem? And everybody raises their hand. And I say, and how many of you keep trying to solve this problem? You keep, you know, taking action and it's just not working and everybody raises their hand. And I said, and how many of you feel like you've been working on this problem for like freaking a thousand years? And of course, everybody raises their hand. And I say, have you, have you spent time working on it energetically? And they're all like, huh? Like, what are you talking about, right? And I said, you ever been on a sidewalk or a trail or a, you know, like a, ours is called the Tart Trail, the Traverse City Area Recreational Trail, and, um, or something like that. And uh, so I said, you ever been on a trail like that? You just get on your bike and you just go and you just ride, right? And it's really easy. And you just decide how long you're going to go and maybe what direction or when you're going to turn around or how fast you go. And it's just really easy to, you know, to, to travel on. And they're like, yeah, you know, I totally know what you're talking about. And I said, have you ever just been like in the deep woods brush and you're trying to push through this brush and there's mud and there's poisonous plants and there's sticks everywhere and there's trees and there's leaves and there's all this underbrush and it's hard to walk through and you keep just kind of climbing and crouching and, and it's harder. It takes a lot more effort, a lot more thinking, a lot more mental energy. And I said, that's the difference with living your life half capacity to live in your life full capacity. Living your life half capacity is all about the physical. It's all about pushing things around. It's all about waking up, looking at my physical environment and pushing my physical environment around, trying to get things to change and shift and forcing things to happen. You're working against the current. That's like, that's no different than getting in the river and trying to push the current in the other direction in which you're trying to go. Nobody would do that. We don't change the, the, the earth's structure. <laughs> we don't get in the river and force it to try to force it to go the other way. You're going to lose. You don't, you can block it, but it's just going to reroute someplace else. You know, you can't force the sun to set on in a different location. I want the sun to set in the north instead of the west. You can't change it. You can't force it to do that. So you have to go with the current. You have to go with the way the energy moves, you have to go with the way the universe has been built for us to, to work with the energy to change our physical experience. And in order to change our physical experience, we have to think differently because we're in our physical experience. We're experiencing what's already manifest. It's in the past. It's already done. The things that are around you, the situations that you're in, your current job, your current relationship, your current financial status, it's already done. It's complete. The game is already in motion. So you have to go back to the source in which created this thing. And that starts with one thing, your belief. That starts with one thing, one thing. You look at the physical, it's like, okay, well, my son's not doing this. My partner's not doing that. My boss isn't doing this. My coworkers aren't doing that. My car, my money, the bank, the president, the government, the whatever. Okay. That's a billion things out there when it really is one thing. And it's my belief. When I look at things differently, things will change. When I look at things in a different perspective, I can see things different. When I look at a different perspective, when I look at things differently, it's really interesting. You know, you have to get to this place that goes, I know that things can change. I may just not know how. Great. That's a great place to start. You don't need to know the how. You just need to know that they change. When we start working with our beliefs, you now get your bike back on the trail and you're not pushing it through the woods. It becomes effortless. It becomes effortless. It becomes easy and simple. But we have to get there. You have to, you have to find the motivation to go inward. When you go inward, that's when life changes. When you spend time going inside and going, you know what? Things have to change. I have to change. 
I have told the story a thousand times from stage and my podcast that my relationship with my mom was really, really not good. It was not cohesive. It was not wonderful. It was not where these two women now are grown adults. We can be friends. I used to, I used to tell myself, I used to tell Amy all the time. I said, you know, if my mom wasn't my mom, I would not be friends with her. And what a terrible feeling. I'm like, this is this woman that gave birth to me. She brought me into this physical world. I love her to death. Why can't we get this together? Well, there was no changing my mom. I had to change me. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story right now. My mom in probably the 47 years I was on the planet, I'm 49 right now. So 49, 47 years, my mom has never apologized to me ever. She has been pretty blunt and in my face about things that she didn't agree with, didn't understand, didn't know. And she would be blunt and in my face about whatever it was, whatever it was. And I don't have time for all those kind of stories, but very, very obtrusive and very in my face and very bold and blunt about what she was saying and correcting my behavior, even as an adult. So myself as a parent, myself as when I adopted my son, it was, it was awful. The, her approach was awful. And and I kind of, I kind of regretted certain things. I regretted telling her. I regretted talking to her about certain things. I regretted all these things. Okay. So now, what's happening is things are happening in our relationship where she still feels bad about things. Things still hurt. She still gets crabby, and I still just show up. I get to show up instead of sinking around her. I get to show up in my life like I am with you. And I said, Mom, what's happening? She goes, I just don't feel good. And I said, okay. I said, well, let's work with that. You know, let's, what can we do to help you to feel better? And we would just kind of work through this conversation. Well, anyway, she called me last night. We were leaving. We had our family picnic. And it's, today's not the day for that story about the picnic and all. But, but some things happened that really frustrated pretty much everybody at the picnic. And I was very frustrated. And um, so she, she called me that night. And actually she had me go over. She had left the picnic early. It was really, really hot. She doesn't do well with the heat. She left the picnic early, went to the house and um, she lived. So we, my brother and I live two hours away, two different cities. And we both drove there to where my mom lives. And we were trying to have this picnic, this big family thing that we do every year. And it was 90 degrees and really, really hot. She doesn't do well. So she went home, which was hardly a mile from the, from the park that we were at. And I didn't have that communication, so I thought she was crabby about something else. I didn't know. Anyway, and so I was very frustrated that now she's leaving and she's not talking to anybody. She's not saying anything. I'm like, we just drove here at $5 a gallon to come and have this picnic. Let's enjoy each other's company. Anyway, so this thing kind of got blew out of proportion. So I had gone to the house, and um, I was only going to stay for a second. So Amy's there and her mom and then our two boys. And um, we had gone to the house, and the first words out of her mouth is, I'm really sorry if you're mad at me. She's like, I just don't feel good. I said, I didn't know. I didn't know you didn't feel good. You didn't say anything. I said, you just left. You didn't, you didn't talk to anybody. So I said, my frustration is not that you don't feel good, mom. I said, that feels terrible. I want you to feel good. And I know the heat is, you know, you know, it's hard to handle the heat. Anyway, my point to this is that she apologized. And it really was just a difference in communication, right? We just, I just didn't know. I just all of a sudden turn around and she's gone. And um, then she called me when we were on our way home, because I usually would call when I got home, she called me before we got home, and again, she apologized. Like, at the beginning of the call and at the end of the call. Then today, that was yesterday, today she called me when I got home from work, and she apologized again. Now, I want you to understand something. This is not about my mom apologizing. It is and it isn't, because if you knew our relationship, you would know that that was really out of character, that my mom doesn't just throw her apologies around. But obviously, this was something that was important to her, and this was something that she was, you know, working through to try to understand, you know, why everybody was mad or what was happening. And 
the point that I'm trying to make is that this never, ever, never, ever <laughs> would have happened without me doing this energy work. Never would she apologize. She wouldn't call me. She wouldn't call me and apologize. She wouldn't call me and say stuff like that. She wouldn't try this extra layer of communication. It just wouldn't happen. So what I'm saying is things change when we go inward and we work on our beliefs. If we believe that the things that come out of our mouth and the things that we think, we're pretty much in trouble. You're going to be stagnant, but yet your spirit is going to keep trying to move you forward. And you're going to feel the stagnation of your beliefs. You're going to feel the pressure to move, but your body just isn't going to go. Because you're not going to be able to take the action because you just don't feel like it's worth it. It's not going to matter. It doesn't matter what you do. And if that's your belief, you are absolutely right. But if you believe that you are destined for greatness, if you believe that your life can become amazing, if you believe that the relationship that you're looking for is out there, you will be able to find it. You will start to uncover different action steps. You will start to find the motivation to do different things. You will find what it takes to change and to do things differently, to look at things in a different light, to do things that you wouldn't normally do. So take business, for example. If you are in business and you keep thinking that your business is never going to grow and you keep thinking that no matter what you do, you're never going to get more clients, your brain triggers that says, okay, let's make sure she doesn't get any more clients. And then what happens is energetically, that's what you're throwing out in front of you and that's what you end up getting. If you think about it, you have, to, you have to take, it's kind of the, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, my thought or the manifestation? The thought. You can't, you can't not think about something into existence. We think we can, but we think things into our perspective and we think things into our awareness and we think things into our uh, belief systems. So if I'm standing and going, okay, here's my business. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my, what my business is going to do or not do. I'm curious. That gives us a chance to start seeing what can show up in our lives. That gives us a chance to explore what beliefs are showing up. So stand back right now and look at your belief system. Look at your beliefs about your money. Look at your beliefs about your relationship. Look at your beliefs, because if there's something that you're complaining about, I guarantee you, your beliefs are preventing you from moving forward. So what do we do? Well, the first thing is we have to be okay with working at the energy level. You have to understand and know and trust that if I change energetically, things in my life will change. If I change energetically, things in my life will change. You ever heard the phrase, you can take the boy out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy? The boy, for one, has to be willing to let go of the city, and then you can take the city out of the boy. But other than that, he is going to continue to have that energy in him. So have you ever had where you work in this environment, and it's terrible, and it's crappy, and the coworkers are stupid and nasty and dramatic, and then you're like, okay, I quit that job, and you go someplace else just to find out that you're going to have the same problems? You end up with the exact same problems that you had at the other job. They're just new faces. New faces and new places. So then you stand back and you go, what is showing up in my life? 
What is showing up? So take an area of your life, health, wealth, relationships, spirituality, whatever you want, career, finances, your specific relationships, put that at the top of a paper. I always have you guys putting stuff at the top of your journal, right? Relationships down, right? Relationship with my partner, relationship with my kids, whatever it is. Then I want you to write down on one side of the paper, make two columns, maybe make three columns. One side, one column, the first column, write what's currently showing up. We're fighting, there's cheating, um, we yell at each other, we call each other names, we don't trust each other, we don't, we're not intimate anymore, we're whatever. My job sucks, there's drama, there's lack of money, there's this, whatever, whatever. Write the specifics down, the things that you would find that you would complain about, okay? Then in the middle column, try to uncover your beliefs. Try to uncover your beliefs. What do you believe about relationships? Relationships are hard. They take a lot of work. I'm only one person. I can't make things change. He's never going to change or she's never going to change. I can't do this by myself. Write all of those beliefs down in the middle column. Those are your beliefs. Those are the beliefs that are creating the first column. So column number one, which is all the way to the left, all of the things that are showing up in your life, those are what is getting created in your life. That's what's physically showing up. The middle column is what's creating the first column. Does that make sense? Our thoughts are things. Our thoughts thought long enough create an emotional response in the body, a physical sensation, which eventually turn into a physical manifestation in the world. That is the order of things. So we have to control our thoughts. Or you're thinking, are you fracking joking me, Jen? How in the flipping world can I do that? You have to do this diligent work outside of the experience of the physical world that you're having a hard time with. You can't be in the middle of turmoil and then try to do this energy work. You're not in the right place for it. You're just going out and experiencing what you're already manifesting. So you say, okay, I'm in this space. And I'm like, and this space is really unpleasant. Okay, I'm creating this. Now I'm going to go take this journal and I'm going to go into my workshop, which is like your meditation space. And I'm going to change and figure out what is it that I am doing that is creating this experience. And as soon as I can figure that out, then I can clear it. Now, what do we do with clearing it? Well, you're going to feel it. You're going to take one belief at a time. Well, you could read through the list. You're going to take one or two or three beliefs that you want to work with. And then you're going to get in a quiet space. You're going to light your incense. You're going to be in your very beautiful space that you're going to now say, I'm going to release this belief. I'm going to release this belief. I don't need it anymore. It's not serving me. This is what's creating this drama in my life. I want to change my drama. So let's, let's change the belief. That's where you change it. The one thing. You can't change your boss. You can't change your coworkers. You can't change the amount of money that you're getting paid. You can ask for a raise, but you're not going to change much of that. So then you go, okay, so I can't change that. I'm going to change this instead. I'm going to change me. I'm going to change my belief. I'm going to work at the energy level. Okay. Now you're going to pick those beliefs and you're going to go, I'm willing to release them. I want to feel into this. I want to see if I can find it in my body where this is located because a belief feels real. A belief feels like the truth. It feels real. It feels like the truth. It feels like a fact. It feels like it's never going to change. It feels like it's permanent. It feels like it's external for me. There's, I don't have any control. There's nothing I can do. That's what it feels like. So then you think you don't have any control. Then you think you're not empowered. Then you think that someone else controls your life and that's a terrible place to live.
that's a terrible place to live because then you're, you're set up for happenstance. Maybe my life will get better. Maybe I'll find the love of my life. Maybe I'll find the right job. Maybe I'll be able to succeed in this area. This is where we have to find our way into our power position, which is in our thoughts. So now you have this column of all these beliefs. You take these beliefs, you take one of them and you say, close your eyes and you repeat the belief in your head. I'm not good enough. I'm not, or relationships are hard. Let's just take that one for a second. Relationships are hard. The economy is bad. The government is, is awful. Somebody, something. Okay, say your beliefs. Then I want you to see if you can feel it. See if you can sense it. Where it's showing up in your body. Where does this belief come from? Where is it? It's in my heart? Is it my gut? Is it my mind? Is it on my shoulders? Is it in my lower back? Is, where is it located? Where do you feel the origination? Where is this belief resonating with you in your body? Because when they feel so factual and they feel so permanent, they are in your body, stuck in your energy system, in your emotional body. Okay, so now what do we do? Okay, so once you feel it, describe it. Describe it. Where is it located? Okay, it's in my heart. How big is it? Be really curious. How big is it? And just look at it. Get your, get your internal introspection on. Look at this energy. See if you can see it. Does it have a color? Does it have a movement? Does it have a size? What is it doing? What, is it, what does it mean? Why is it there? Okay, and get really, really curious and see if you can get some information from it. Then the easy part, I'm ready to let it go. And you can breathe in a white, beautiful light that is a clearing energy and you can clear it. You bring in this beautiful white light from the cosmos, breathe it in through the top of your head, bring it right to that space and clear that belief. I am willing to release this. I'm willing to believe something different. I'm willing to become empowered. I am open to new ideas and perspective. I'm willing to let this go. And that's it. Now you're willing to look at something different. Now breathe in something new. So if this belief weren't true, that relationships are hard, what is the belief that you want to believe instead? That relationships are beautiful. That I am worthy of love. Whatever the new belief is, then you instill it. You breathe it in into that white ball and you put it into that space. I want to believe a new belief. Then when you come out of this meditative space, then look at your list again. And as you come across that belief, as you're reading your list again and you come across that belief, does it still feel true? Because we are so susceptible to adopting beliefs that we believe just about anything. We believe that the economy is bad when people are making millions and billions of dollars in a bad economy. We believe that the government is awful when billions of people are being saved and rescued and taken care of by the government. We believe that this is bad and that is good and this is horrible and I'm never going to make it all around these things that are not factual. How come, if you say relationships take work, how come when I look at my relationship, I say that my relationship is amazing and magnificent. It doesn't take work. Work to me and efforting is not something that I want to do. I've done it in relationships before. My relationship with Amy is cohesive. Do we have to communicate? Yes. Do we have to talk about things? Of course. Is it work? No. It's actually enjoyable. So to me, when I say, when someone says, you know, relationships take work, and I said, well, then you're not doing it right. You're not with the right person, or you're not doing it right, or you don't have a willing participant, but things can change. Because I would say my relationship is amazing. I love my relationship. 
when I use the word work, that sounds like effort and it sounds like too much and it sounds like not, not something that I'm really interested in. So think about what your words are when you say them because your words are creative. It's not permanent. It's temporary. So now when you read back through your list, look at that, look at those things and say, okay, does this feel true to me anymore? And if the answer is no, cross it off the list. And it's good. We cross it off the list you're good, okay? And you could write your new belief in the, in the third column there and write your new belief there and to instill it and to make the new belief more permanent and to feel really good is to say it often. I deserve a loving relationship. That could be a new belief. I deserve to be in a relationship that's beautiful and wonderful and loving. I deserve love. I deserve sexiness. I deserve fun and intimacy. I deserve a lifelong partner that is my best friend. Okay? When you start to say these things, you will notice a shift in your body and your energy. You will notice a shift. When you start saying things that are empowering, your body shifts. You stand up taller. You feel better. Your voice is higher, like in a, in a different light. You just feel more amazing. You can't do that from a place of disempowering words. You can't do that in a place that where the words just don't feel good when you say them. All your words have a vibrational frequency. So when you say terrible words, you feel terrible. When you say empowering words, you feel empowered, you feel motivated, you feel energetic, you feel energized, you feel amazing and magnificent. Well, you can't do that from a place of I don't feel good and this relationship sucks and he sucks or they suck or this is awful or this whatever. All of that creates energy and it's disempowering to you. So I'm going to encourage you to do these types of exercises often to clean and clear your energy so you can become more of a conduit. We just said yesterday in yesterday's podcast, we were talking about conduit that you put wires through. The wires are inside the conduit. If I'm going to fix something, I have to go inside the conduit. That's inside me energetically. There's this energy that is flowing from the earth up through my body, through the chakras and out into the cosmos. And then there's energy from the cosmos that is flowing down through my chakras and into mother earth, out into manifestation. If I am not clean and clear, I am producing junk. I have to get into the conduit. I have to get into the garden hose to clean and clear that out. That's my job. That's my goal. That's my life's work. Everybody can do that. Everybody is intuitive. Everybody can meditate. Everybody can do it. So don't think that you can't. Don't make that permanent too. Look at your energy. Look at how it's working for you. Find out. Spend some time going inward and finding out what is showing up outside in my life. And that gives you a huge clue as to what you are thinking and what you are manifesting. And it is up to you to clear that out. If you would like some help with that, we are meeting in July in our sister circle. And even if this is past July and you're, you're hearing this in the future, our sister circle is an absolutely amazing support of sisters, women working on the same exact stuff. We talk about this stuff all the time. You can bring it up anytime. We're here for you. We're here to support you on this journey. I would love for you to join us. Lady Rising 
on Facebook, go to the group, tell them you're coming through the podcast and make sure that you are asking these questions like, hey, I listened to this podcast. This is what you're talking about, Jen. Can you help me? I want to do this work. Or when can we start, you know, getting through some of our limiting beliefs because I need some support with that. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm creating is this women's network, this group and community of women, of sisterhood to come together in community form and help each other and support each other as we do this energy work. If you liked this episode and you look forward to future episodes and are really looking for a community to help support you with implementing the tools that we're talking about in this podcast, please consider joining our online sister community called Lady Rising on Facebook, where we focus on that spiritual support and connection, just like in today's episode. I hope you'll join us. Go to Facebook, type in Lady Rising, and tell me you came in through the podcast.